All right, let's stand. Let's get right in the Word of God here on this wonderful spring morning. I was just praising God for the beautiful weather outside. Isn't it amazing? I love it. I love it. Father, we bow before you now in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> we thank you for the Word of God. As I come to teach this morning, I make it known that I'm not trusting or depending on limited human abilities to teach. But I am trusting in you, and therefore I know without doubt that you anoint my mind, that I might grasp the revelation that will rise in abundance from my heart within. Thank you now for a supernatural recall of the Scripture. And I believe that your word will flow from my mouth smoothly, accurately, clearly, without hindrance from anything, carried by your anointing power and love to each person's mind under the sound of my voice, bringing understanding, removing all confusion, and that you will enter every heart, bringing faith, dispelling every fear, and we'll give you alone all the praise, the honor and glory for all that's revealed and accomplished through your word and by your spirit here today, in the wonderful name of Jesus, and all those who love the Lord said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right, so we are studying the subject of uh, who is the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Getting to know the Holy Spirit. How many of you received the text I sent out this week um, to everybody? I gave you seven points uh, regarding the Holy Spirit's ministry to us and for us. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Wave at me if you got that, the seven points. So uh, I don't think I can remember them all, but give me my phone, love. Pull it up for me. I think I want to mention this. The Holy Spirit's come to do many different things in our lives. And we need to, thanks love, and we need to be aware of this and tap into, um, tap into what He has available for us. All right. One, he's sent to guide us by the Father. Two, to comfort us. Three, to demonstrate that Jesus has risen from the dead by doing signs and wonders and miracles through each of us. Four, to protect us from all danger. Five, to reveal the Father's love for us. Six, to give us favor in financial matters and life generally. And six or seven, to be our strength and carry us through difficult times. That's just some of the things that the Holy Spirit has um, come to do for us. And we want to go on in life and just ignore that. That's so sad, isn't it? So many Christians are struggling through life when the Holy Spirit's been sent by the Father to help us in every respect. All right, so go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. How many of you have a Bible with you? Let me see it. Hold it up in the air. Now, you know you're warming my heart. Say this, if I have my Bible and I write in it, I'll grow in knowledge and faith seven times faster. I'm so happy to see more and more Bibles. Okay, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, the Lord Jesus said that, standing on the Mount of Olives, after his resurrection, 
he's about to ascend, taken by a cloud into heaven. Now, it wasn't a rain cloud, it was the anointing, the glory cloud. Taken up into heaven, and he said this before he left. He said, stay in Jerusalem, go to the upper room on Mount Zion in Jerusalem, and you will see power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And they all spoke in tongues, and they received that power. Said that all those who are full of the Holy Spirit have power. Say this, I have power. You see, we just don't realize who's living inside of us, family. We just don't realize who's living inside of us. Now, the Holy Spirit made Peter into a powerful witness for Jesus. Let's have a look at that. Acts 9, 32. Am I hearing some noise somewhere, like an organ playing? Is that the air conditioning? Okay. The air conditioner is playing music. Oh, great. That's nice. <laughs> All right. Acts 9, 32. That's a great new air conditioning system we've got here. Especially provided for churches. Now it came to pass, as Peter went through all parts of the country, that he also came down to the saints who dwelt in Lydia. There he found a certain man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. Said so that Aeneas was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. Now, Peter never laid hands on him, never prayed for him. He just spoke to him. He just said, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise, make your bed. Then he arose immediately. He got up completely healed. A paralyzed man, when Peter spoke to him, what was the reason he was able to get up healed? It's the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus mentioned by Peter. Because Jesus said, whatever you command in my name, I will do it. Right? And we see that right here. So we see then that the name Jesus and Jesus are one and the same. Again, the name Jesus and Jesus are one and the same. Say so that Jesus and his name are one and the same. Say so this, when I use the name of Jesus, Jesus manifests. And he said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. Do you see that? He's in his name. Say that when I use the name of Jesus, Jesus works. Now that worked for people who are not even born again. When Jesus is walking the earth, there is a man casting demons out using the name of Jesus. Before Jesus died on the cross, no one was born again at this stage. This man is casting demons out using the name of Jesus. Disciples came and said, Master, there's somebody casting out demons in your name. Should we stop him? And he said, No, he's not really casting out demons in my name. He can't do it because he's not with us. Is that what he said? 
No, no. He said, don't stop him, leave him. In other words, Jesus acknowledged that he is casting out demons, so he's not saved. Jesus hasn't died and risen yet. He hasn't received the greatness of that inheritance of that name yet. And yet, the name worked. How much more would it not work for us today? Now, I say this. It's not about me. It's about the name. It's about Jesus, who he is, what he's accomplished. When I use that name, he does it. Praise God. Amen. The Holy Spirit will do miracles through us if we honor Jesus like Peter did. You see, the Holy Spirit has come to exalt the Lord, exalt Jesus. Jesus said, you shall, you shall receive power to be a witness of me. You shall, be, you shall receive power to talk about me and demonstrate that I am resurrected that I am alive, risen from the dead. Now, there are many religions in our world today with religious leaders who have died and been buried, but only Jesus is alive. And the others talk about their religion, but we can prove that our Lord is alive through signs, wonders, and miracles. And the Holy Spirit's been sent to us to perform these miracles through our lives so we can be a dynamic, bold, living witness of the resurrected Christ. Do you understand that? If we don't walk in this dimension, then we are going to turn Christianity into a religious system, practice. It's not religion. It's a relationship with God. It's a living relationship with God. Amen? Amen? All right. So he has also come, as I said, to guide us, according to John 16 7. Jesus said this, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Now, you know, when the Lord says, I tell you the truth, I, I always stop and pause because he is God manifest in the flesh. He doesn't have to say, I tell you the truth. He could just say, I tell you. That's good enough. But he says, I tell you the truth. Why do you have to say that? Well, I guess he's emphasizing something. He wants this to penetrate into our hearts and minds, right? Watch then. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This is important then. It is to your advantage that I go away. It's better for you that I'm not on the earth. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. All right, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. So Jesus calls him a helper. He's come to take the place of Jesus as Jesus was to those disciples. The Holy Spirit is for us the same today. He is our helper. And he never leaves us or forsakes us. And notice this. Jesus called him him, not it. Um, I have ministered to, spoken to people who are Jesus-only believers. There is a religion today, Christianity, they claim. They are born again. But they say Jesus was the only member of the Godhead. And that he reveals himself as the Father, and he reveals himself as the Holy Spirit. But it's one person only. 
As we know that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three different individuals, but they are one in this respect, that they are in total harmony, total unity in everything they do. Amen? Just like my wife and I are one flesh, but we're two different people. Just like we are many members of the body of Christ, but we're actually one person in Christ. The body of Christ worldwide is just one person. And Jesus is the head of the one body. That's why those who, have, who are racist, I can't understand that. Once you get born again, there's no male, nor female, no Jew, nor Greek. You're all one person in Christ. You understand that? So now, so um, he's not it. They say that the Holy Spirit is it. No, he's not it. Jesus said it's him. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. We can receive nothing from God except by faith, and faith only comes through the Word. Whenever you're praying about any challenge in life or anything you want from God in life, the Holy Spirit will always guide you to a verse of Scripture, always, to give you the faith to receive what you ask for. All right? The Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth, not only in the Word, but also in life to make choices and decisions regarding your future. And what you see on TV, what's true, what's not true. The Holy Spirit will bear witness to our hearts if we'll stop, pause, and listen. Amen? And not just swallow everything, hook, line, sinker, fisherman, everybody. Swallow the whole enchilada. All right. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He'll guide you into all truth, and He'll not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. So I'll learn that He will tell you things to come. Say this, I understand the future because the Holy Spirit in me is, in, is informing me of what's happening. Amen. He will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come. Now, most Christians are not depending on the Holy Spirit for guidance. Most Christians are in a mess because they're not listening to God's guidance. If we'll follow the Holy Spirit, we'll be blessed financially. We'll have a happy marriage. We will prosper in everything we do because the Holy Spirit has our best interests in heart. And not only that, He will also use us to win souls Pray for the sick and see them healed. He'll work through our lives. While Jesus was walking along the streets of Israel, he would see a vision of himself healing somebody about five minutes into the future. All right, let me explain that. So Jesus is walking through the streets of Israel, and uh, he has a vision of himself five minutes into the future praying for somebody and seeing them healed. And then he goes and does exactly what he sees. For example, when he went to the pool of Bethesda, he walked in and there was a man who was totally paralyzed. And Jesus said to the man, do you want to be healed? And he said, I, I want to get healed, but no one is ready to put me in the water when the angel stirs it and everybody else gets in before me. And... Uh, so Jesus said to the man, take up your bed and go. And the man got up and was healed. 
Jesus saw that before it happened, and then he just went and did what he saw in the vision, acted it out. I can prove that from the Word of God. Go to John 5, 19. John 5, 19. Now, Jesus replied, and he said, I assure you, the Son can do nothing by himself. Nothing means what? Nothing. nothing. He does only. Only means what? Only. He does only what he sees the Father doing. He does only what he sees the Father doing. So Jesus does nothing except he sees what the Father shows him. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. So the Father will show him by the Holy Spirit what his next step is, and he does it. He is walking in the Spirit. The Lord Jesus was totally dependent on the Holy Spirit in his life on earth. That's why the Holy Spirit was able to work through Jesus like a hand working through a glove. Like your hand works through a glove. So the Holy Spirit was able to work through Jesus. The key is, the secret is, be dependent on the Holy Spirit. The more we know about Him, the more we become conscious of Him, and the more we'll start listening to Him and depending on Him. Amen. Say that. The more, the more I learn about Him, the more conscious I become of Him, and the more I'll learn to depend on Him. Amen. You'll be so much more successful in life. I can assure you right now, there's no chance that I'd ever be standing here today or have a ministry like I do if it weren't for the Holy Spirit and Him working through us and knowing Him, walking with Him, listening to Him. It's not possible. Not possible. The Holy Spirit wants to do what we see in Jesus' life through all of us. But unfortunately, we are not walking in the Spirit like we could. We're not walking in the Spirit like we could. You see, we are created to live in this dimension. Just like a duck swims across a lake, and he's happy and relaxed, especially in lovely spring morning, that's all natural to him. He's created for that. A cat can't, but a duck can, right? And you've heard me say that. A cat can climb a tree, a duck can't. So the point is, you were created for the realm of the Spirit. You are a spirit being created in the image and likeness of God. You're temporarily housed in this physical body, but you're going to be released from this earthly body pretty soon when the Lord comes. And you'll have a brand new body like Jesus. And you'll not be limited to the limitations of the flesh. But we can start living in that dimension now because that's who we really are. We are creating an image and likeness of God. Let's become aware of the Spirit of God in us, child of God. We're not dead people walking around without Christ. We are living, alive. Amen? Hallelujah. One of the great keys, one of the great keys to unlocking the supernatural and walking in this dimension, again, one of the great keys to unlocking the supernatural and walking in this dimension is praying in other tongues. Say that. One of the great keys to unlocking the supernatural 
in my life and walking in this dimension is praying in other tongues. When we do this, we are praying the will of God into existence. Now please go to Romans 8.26. Romans 8.26. Hopefully you have a new King James translation. Or King James translation. The New Living translation uh, is good for concept and con uh, concept to concept uh, explanations, and it's accurate with uh, with that kind of stuff. But the King James is more accurate when it comes to word for word translation. Um, but however, with this particular portion of scripture, I read for years all the translations that I could find on this subject. And I could never understand <clears throat> what this verse is trying to say. Verse 26 and verse 27. So eventually, oh, about 10 years ago, I don't know why I waited over 20 years before I did it, I actually got the Greek text straight out of the original Greek. And um, I wrote it out, word for word from the Greek to English. And then what I did was, I linked those words together. So I never changed the original Greek. I left it as it was. I just put words between them to make sense. And what I did was, I went through all the scriptures talking about this subject in the Bible. Put them down, read them all understood the concept, and then I added the, script, the words in there to make sense. So that will actually read in harmony with the rest of the Bible. And this is the TW translation. It's coming up on the screen right here. All right? Now, the blue is what I added. The blue is what I added. The white is the original text of the Greek. No change. So watch this. Likewise, the Holy Spirit helps, also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings. Groanings, what's that? Referring to our heavenly prayer language, praying with other tongues. That's what that is. Which cannot be uttered. What's that mean, cannot be added? Which cannot be expressed with normal speech. So the Holy Spirit prays through us the plan and purpose of God, which cannot be expressed in your home language. Now, so we see then, take a picture of that, by the way. Get your cell phones out. Take a picture of that because you'll need that for your future. It's in my book, How to Recognize the Voice of God and How to Pray Correctly. But... If you want to take a picture or keep your cell phones, do that right now. Be a good, a good idea. So the blue is what I added just to connect it. I didn't change it. So if I were a translator along with the other translators and I knew this, this is how I translated originally. All right, so Romans 28, uh, Romans 8, 26 is talking about praying in the Spirit. Is that correct? Can we agree on that? It's definitely talking about praying in other tongues, right? Yeah. 
Okay, now, go to the next verse, because the subject continues. We research our hearts, and I added this, by praying in the Spirit this way, as explained in verse 26. So we research our hearts, how? By praying in the Spirit this way. You see, the Holy Spirit lives inside your spirit. Say that, the Holy Spirit lives in my spirit. My spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. Now, when you pray in tongues, see, it's your spirit and the Holy Spirit working together. Your spirit's praying, but your spirit is searching out knowledge and wisdom from the Holy Spirit who's in your spirit. That's what that's saying. We who search our hearts, what are you searching? You're searching for knowledge and wisdom from the Holy Spirit. By praying in the Spirit this way, we who search our hearts know what the mind of the Holy Spirit is. We know what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell us. We know, not going to know. We know now. It's in us, in our heart. We know what the mind of the Holy Spirit is because the Holy Spirit intercedes for the saints. He prays for the saints according to the will of God. Say this, the Holy Spirit prays the plan of God, the will of God for my life, for my future, into existence. But if the Holy Spirit is praying the will of God into my life, then He's also revealing what that is to me. So that knowledge resides in your heart. Your spirit has received that knowledge. Your spirit has so much knowledge about your future, it's amazing. But you've got to get that knowledge from here to here. It's got to float up into your mind. And that's where the breakdown is. Now, I'm not going to go there, but write it down. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. I'm not going there. It's not in my message, not in my notes. 1 Corinthians 2, 12 tells us that God the Father sent the Holy Spirit to you to reveal to you all the wonderful things that God has for your life. To reveal to you all the wonderful things that God has for your life, now and in your future. And all that he paid for on the cross that belongs to you. He's come to teach you all these wonderful things that God has freely, freely given you. That's what the verse says. So, say this. The Holy Spirit was sent to teach me about the wonderful things God has planned for me in this life. And he wants us to know it up here as well, not just down here. Say this, when I pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit carries me into the supernatural lifestyle because he is praying me into the will of God. As you pray in tongues, when you pray in tongues, stop and pause every few minutes and say this. Dear Holy Spirit, I receive your instruction and direction now. It's on the screen. Take a picture of that. 
and say this. Dear Holy Spirit, say with me. Dear Holy Spirit, I receive your instruction and direction now. Now you pray in tongues, however long you want to do that. It's like drinking water. You drink until you're not thirsty. And somebody might be full, not thirsty after five minutes of praying in tongues. Some an hour. I like to pray two hours. Sometimes I pray a lot longer. But I just enjoy it, okay? And I'm, and I'm confessing, dear Holy Spirit, I receive your instruction direction now. Now when you say that, this is what's going to happen. When you say that and you keep praying and saying that, you're going to find a lot of information come floating up from your spirit into your mind. Be transferred. All the knowledge of the Holy Spirit in you that your spirit has searched out is dormant there because it's not active because you're not, yes, God's bringing it to pass, but you don't know about it. If you pray, He's bringing it to pass, but you don't know about it. And if you won't listen, He'll guide you and inform you what He's praying about your future. Are you copying me? Are you tracking me? Okay. When we do this, the understanding will come up from your heart into your mind. We'll begin to know the things about the future. We'll begin to know the future, about other people, about situations. I wish I had time to tell you every major event the Spirit of God has revealed to me before the time, and I'll tell you about some of them as we go along. We'll have greater understanding of who God is as well. So let's stir up this gift that's in us. Let's not forget about the Holy Spirit. Let's pray in tongues and let's confess, dear Holy Spirit, I receive your instruction and direction now. And then I receive the grace to carry it out. The grace to carry it out. The difference between me and the beggar out there is the grace of God. Do you understand that, family? That's the difference. Amen? And the more faith you have, the more of God's grace you can tap into. You understand that? The more faith you have, the more of God's grace you can tap into. It's according to our faith. It's by faith through grace that we inherit the promises. See that? Say, it's by grace through faith that we inherit the promises. So say that the more faith I have, the more of God's grace I can tap into which is blessing that we don't deserve. That's what it is. Now, see, you could have $10,000 in your pocket, and you could starve to death if you don't take money out and go buy something to eat. And we've got all of this in our heart beyond what we could even imagine. Ephesians 3.20. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can't even think or imagine. It's all in us, but we don't. We just ignore it, and we struggle on through life, not wanting to learn about Him, to fellowship with Him, develop a relationship with Him, and depend on Him. How can it be that we could be that dumb and still breathe? Hmm? I'll ask you, tears in my eyes. Amen. I'm talking about all of us. Christians. When we get to heaven one day, we'll kick ourselves for the first 10,000 years. 
Acts 11.21. Acts 11.21. The power of the Lord was upon his disciples. The power of the Lord was upon the disciples, and large numbers of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. So we see then, because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit working through the disciples, multitudes of unsaved people came to Christ. Many got saved because of the move of the Holy Spirit. And I believe we're going to see right here the same thing happen. Because folks are going to go home and talk about the miracles they see here. And not only talk about what they see here, but I believe those miracles are going to happen in you. As soon as you step out the boat, start praying for folks. You'll see it. Amen. We are not to be ashamed of the move of the Holy Spirit. Don't be ashamed of the move of God in the service. Don't be embarrassed by it. Invite people to church. You'll be surprised that they will not be turned off by it. They will not be turned off by it. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that wins the souls. And if he's moving, he's not going to offend people. Miracles are the dinner bell. Come get it. Food's ready. Before I went to South Africa with Pastor Bev and I, I went to South Africa on this trip, I received a text on my phone from somebody in the Cape, which is about 12 hours drive from Johannesburg. And this person told me that she is suffering in tremendous pain. Doctors can't help her. And she needs surgery in her knee as well. And uh, she's been suffering so much, the doctors can't help her. When am I coming to South Africa? And I said, well, I happen to be, and I gave her the dates. And uh, she said, can you pray for me if I can get to Janisburg? And I said, sure you can. Sure I will. I will pray for you personally if you drive 12 hours. So um, she said, but I've got no way of getting there. My husband's having an affair, and um, she said, he won't drive me to Cape, to, to Jansburg. So I said to her, I sent her a text back, and I said, look, ask him nicely. I believe he'll do it. So she texted me back and said, he's changed his mind. He'll do it. So... I said, well, tell my secretary when you come so I know where you are. So uh, my secretary tells me Sunday morning, there's a lady here by this name who's come from the Cape, and she said, you'll pray for her. I said, fine, I will. Tell her to meet me at the bottom of the stairs. When I come down off the service, before I go out to the green room, I'll pray for her. So after the service, I said to Zelda, where is the lady? She said, no, she's coming back for the second service. She'll See you after the second service. I said, okay, fine. And then when I came down after the second service, uh, uh, Zelda told me that her and her husband were both in both services. And now he, he didn't want anything to do with God. But now he's in both services. So, um, and the first service, 
the woman got out the wheelchair in the first service. Now, you saw that video, right? Okay. We made a little video of that, so we're going to show it to you in a moment. Anyhow, so um, then the second service, I prayed for her. And then I said to her, he said, guy on the brown suit that you spoke of this morning, Clive, I said to her, go tell him you healed. Tell him what God did for you and walk back. And she did, after praying. So then I said to her, okay, test yourself out. And there was no pain in her body, completely healed and praising God. Very excited. So I said, well, I want to meet your husband. She said, well, he's gone to some back room somewhere. I don't know where he is right now. I said, what do you mean? She says, well, I don't know. He put up his hand that took him away. <laughs> so I said, you're kidding me. He's gone to the salvation room, right? So, so I said, how'd that happen? He wanted nothing to do God. She says, well, you, at the end of the meeting, you asked all those to stand up who wanted prayer, because I prayed for a bunch of people. Then I said, to everybody who wants to get healed, stand up. And the whole crowd stood up. And I didn't know it. He stood up in that crowd in his chair. And I prayed. And he was suffering from severe back problems and neck problems for many years. And uh, so God healed him. And he sat down and he told her, my back's healed, my neck's healed, I feel great. And then I gave the altar call, so he put up his hand. <laughs> so here's the thing. The miracle of his healing brought him to Jesus. Before he was saved, he got healed. And then he accepted Jesus as Savior. Can you see how the supernatural miracles work to bring people to Christ? Can you see that? Now, in my own life, I... Uh, my days were spent surfing in the morning, going to karate in the afternoon, and nightclubs all night. And my friend Kelly Smith told me about a baby, six months old, he had, a, had a cancer behind the eyes and the brain, and got healed. The doctors all confirmed this child is healed from cancer of the brain. So they're telling me this. So I said, Kelly, where is this church? He says, my mother goes to that church. I said, well, we are going. He says, really? You go to church? I said, yes. Because I thought Christianity was religion. Nothing in it. Just tradition, ritual. And then I heard about this, and I thought, could this be real? I mean, could God be alive? <laughs> so I said, we're going. And he said, no, you don't want to go to that church. I said, why not? He says, no, because they swing from the chandeliers. <laughs> I said, they do? Yes, I imagine they swing from the chandeliers. What do I know? Anyway, so I'm 23 years old, and I round up a bunch of my friends, about 15 of us, in my minibus. I had a VW bus, minibus in those days, surfboard racks on the roof. I sprayed the whole thing red with a spray can. And then, <laughs> it wasn't the best paint job in the world, but you could see it coming. And then <laughs> on the front and the back, I painted, I painted Theo's Disco with a spray can. And then I stuck all flowers all over it. You know, uh, in, those, in the 60s, we had these big purple flowers, orange flowers, green flowers, yellow flowers, 
big ones, small ones, big ones, and I stuck the whole bus with these flowers. You could see that bus a mile away, and you could hear it a mile away, because I had a, one of my mobile discos in there, big loudspeakers about this high, 15, 18-inch woofers in there. I had two of them in the back of the bus, and I'd crank that volume wherever I went, Grand Funk Railroad playing with a strong bass. <laughs> and uh, and uh, anyhow, so I round up my friends. Where are we going? No, we're going somewhere. Don't worry about it. So they all got in the bus and we drove to church. Sunday night. And we parked right outside the front of the church. There's a whole bunch of people waiting to go into church, okay? I pulled up. We all got out the bus. <laughs> Where are we? We're at church. Let's go in. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I had karate people there. I had entertainers there. I had surfers there. We all went inside. So um, the last thing I did was turn off the music. No one could talk because Grand Funk Railroad took over. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we went inside, sat down in the front, and I heard the man of God preach. I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And the guy that prayed for me, his name is Willie Conradi. And he said to me, now, I knelt at the altar, and he prayed with me. And he said, now, look, this is Sunday night, right? He said, now, Tuesday night is Bible study. You've got to come. I said, okay. He said, now, Thursday night is prayer meeting. You've got to come. I said, okay. He said, Friday night is youth meeting. You've got to come. I said, okay. He said, Sunday morning is the believer's service. You've got to come. I said, okay. He said, Sunday night is the outreach service. You've got to come. I said, okay. And he said, then, 10% of everything you earn, you've got to give to the church. I said, okay. And I did it all. I've done it all the rest of my life. Praise the Lord. Praise By the grace of God. So, but here's the thing. I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for a healing. I said, all I have to say that. Miracle, a miracle of healing is why I'm saved. And this church wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a miracle. Can you see the power of the supernatural? Yes. We all need to walk in that. Before I was in the ministry, I was praying for people, and they were getting healed. Before we started the church, I was praying for people. Anybody that was sick, I'd pray for them. Every one of us should be doing that. Amen? When we pray in tongues, the anointing upon us grows stronger. The more we pray in tongues, the more supernatural experiences we will have. It's just that simple. It's not rocket science. So that the more I pray in tongues, the more supernatural miracles I will experience. If I don't pray in tongues, I'm not going to have all those supernatural miracles. I'm not going to have them. The anointing of a period of time will wane. But if I pray in tongues, it'll grow stronger, right? Acts 6, verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, that means he's full of the word and anointing, did great wonders and signs among the people. Acts 8, verse 5. And Philip went down to see Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes, one accord, heeded things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which, they, which he did. So the multitude listened to him about Jesus the Savior because of the miracles that they saw happening. 
For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Say this, the anointing brings miracles and joy. Praise God. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. Now that's a result of praying in tongues, family. The presence of the Lord brings great joy and miracles. Another example of the Holy Spirit being poured out is in Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10, we see Cornelius at home, and an angel appears to him. And he says to the angel, the angel says to Cornelius, Cornelius, I want you to send for a man by the name of Peter. He's down by the sea in a town called Joppa, staying at Simon the leather worker's house. Go down there, find Peter, bring him back here. He will tell you how to get saved. So Cornelius sends three men down there, and they bring Peter back with some Jewish believers. Come with Peter, all right? And they come back to Cornelius' house, and now there's a great crowd of Gentiles at his house. Gentiles simply means someone who's not a Jew. So now the Gentiles weren't Christians at this time. No one who was a Gentile was saved the first 10 years of Christianity. Acts 10 was a, each year was about a chapter in the book of Acts. So let's pick up the story from Acts 10.44 now. Peter begins to preach a salvation message to these unsaved Gentiles. Okay? While Peter's still speaking these words of the salvation message... The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision, that's just simply Jewish Christians, circumcised Christians, Jewish Christians, and that came with Peter. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter. Because of the gift of the Holy Spirit that had been poured out, on the Gentiles also. Now, how could they tell that the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles? You can't see him. How could they tell? The next verse explains how they knew. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So Peter's preaching a salvation message. The Holy Spirit falls on the people right in the middle of his sermon and they all speak with tongues and magnify God. And I guess Peter had to stop preaching then, right? The Holy Spirit didn't wait. He interrupted the sermon. I guess he needs to be in charge. And I believe he needs to be in charge right here. What do you say? Now, why would he do that? He just couldn't wait. The Holy Spirit couldn't wait. We can see in this portion of Scripture then, the Holy Spirit is desperate to get people full of the Spirit and speaking in tongues. Say that the Holy Spirit is desperate to get folks full of the Spirit and speaking in tongues. Can you see that? Now, if you are not speaking in tongues, this gift is available to you. You can receive this gift. 
I'm going to invite you to go to our growth track seminar and then do our Christian growth seminar. You can do the Christian growth first. And once you in the Christian growth seminar, there's a class where you'll learn about the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues specifically. You'll see all the scriptures about the subject. And then when that's done, you have an opportunity to be prayed for, if you desire to, to receive the gift. And if you go for prayer after the class, you will receive the free gift. No one misses out. Everybody receives. Everybody receives. So I want to encourage you to do that today. Amen? Jesus told his disciples, go and wait in the upper room until you receive this gift. The Holy Spirit came down in Acts chapter 10 to Cornelius' house and filled him. So we see that, that Jesus and the Holy Spirit want us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 2, when the Spirit of God came down and filled them all with the Holy Ghost, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was in that group. You can see that in Acts chapter 1. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was in that group. So if Mary, the mother of Jesus, spoke in tongues, then it's good for all Catholics. It's good for all Catholics. So if you're Catholic, you need to know it's for you. If you're not filled yet. Amen? A few years ago, there was a great move in the Catholic Church uh, where many, many people got filled with the Holy Ghost. All right, so now we're going to um, watch a video, and then we're going to let the Spirit of God move in the service. Are you okay with that? Do you want to see what the Holy Spirit's got for us today? All right, let's watch this video. Thank you, guys. My name is Tony. Santi and Sylvia were always good friends of mine. Well, she told me, pass the fears out, pass the fears out. So then I tried to make it, and as usual, Satan will attack. I landed back in the hospital, got very sick. They had to do some more operations. On that Friday, then she says, okay, this is pass the fears last Sunday. So they didn't even believe that I'd make it to church because she still got him to pray over a cloth that I've got up in my bedroom. And she said to me, it doesn't matter. He's prayed over a cloth. I've already told him about you. And um, I said to her, no ways, if he's there, I'm coming. Definitely, definitely coming. Say this with me, Holy Spirit, I receive your presence. You know exactly what I need. And I receive it from you now, in the name of Jesus. I had an accident in January. I woke up a day and a half later. I remember looking out the window, being bewildered thinking, where am I? I had both my arms strapped to the bed. They hadn't repeated anything. I had both my legs lying in open casts, and I could not move. And um, I was just crying. I cried for about a month. I still even remember praying, please, Lord, I don't want to live in this state. I'd rather you take me into your arms. Please, Father God, just take me, take me. I can't lie in this pain. I can't feel this pain. It was broken ankle, broken lower leg here, 
yeah, broke both the top legs, two legs, cervix, hip, and back, both parts, one snapped, and the bottom, that was a big problem, because it, it shattered the bone. So the bone split off into the back. And I had, sorry, two broken ribs and a broken hand. Every single doctor that told me says it's a miracle that you're even alive. I sense there's some folks here that need major surgery. If you need major surgery right now, I'm gonna pray for all those need surgery. Come out here quickly. I was in the wheelchair and Santi said to me, do you wanna go for prayer? So she pushed me. Well, you'll see that my legs were twisted like this. You go every two weeks for surgery. Are you in a car accident? Okay, you've had eight to 12 surgeries. I don't know what Pastor Thea saw, but he, he said to me, just come and go through everybody's prayers. And he, he pushed me along oh, yeah. to everybody getting prayed for. I want this lady right over here. Did you know you want a leg is shorter than the other leg? No. Did you, can you see that? Look, look where your heels yes, are touching. Can you see the heels where the heels are touching? Now, do you believe Jesus can lengthen that short leg? Yes. Of course he can. Watch it. There you go. I watched all of that and I still thought in my brain, I believe in healing, I believe I can be healed, however, these people can lift up their legs, I don't think I understand, so my legs are sitting like this, I used to actually put down the one pedal of that thing, so that I could hang the one leg and sit the one leg here, well I used to put them together like this, it's the only way I could sit comfortable. Why are you scared to touch the floor? Give me that, take that bag out the way. So you can't walk at all? I can stand up, I can't walk. No, no, you're not standing anywhere. You're My staying in that chair. Uh, the wrist match the ground like this nowadays. So they fixed the top fevers. Okay. Like but you face. saw Jesus do some miracles here now? Yes, I did. And you saw all the videos? Yes, and I believe in Jesus. Okay, you believe you're going to receive your healing now. What's going to happen to you when I pray for you? What's going to happen to you when I pray for you? The bones are going to loosen, they're going to come together, they're like attached to my legs, like normal. Okay. And I'm going to be able to walk more freely than I can walk. What about walk perfectly? Walk perfectly, yes. Yes, what about that? All right. So are you ready to walk? Yes. What's your name? Tony. Tony, are you ready to walk? So he said, pass me your legs, and I, I still thought, oh, no ways, there's no ways I'm going to pass up my legs. My legs came up like this, <laughs> and maybe to this degree heart. So he says, oh, you can't put up your legs. I said, oh, this is funny, funny. Give me your legs. You can't even lift them up, okay. That's fine. Stay where you are. I just want to see. I can't measure your legs like that. All right, I can't measure your legs. You can't straighten your knees. Your legs are bent. All right, I'm putting my hand on you, right, Tony? Yes. That warm heat, the power of God is going to go through your body right now. So I receive the anointing of God to flow through my body and heal me right now. 
in the name of Jesus. There it is. Power of God is flowing through you, Tony. Feel that? Warm heat? Yes. Good. Power of God is so strong here. I have to make sure I don't fall over myself. Anointing of God is flowing through your body. Straightening those legs out right now. Straightening those legs out right now. He's straightening those legs out right now. Strengthening your body, loosening your body. All this pain is gone. The arthritis is gone. The discomfort's gone. All future surgeries are healed. God's healing your body, honey, from head to toe. Thank you, Jesus. You can give God all the glory here today, aren't you, Tony? The fall for me to stand up was a matter of push down, grab, yeah, there, test your body. It wasn't to stand up. <laughs> that was not a chance I'm going to fall. <laughs> When I held his hand, I felt the spirit more so. So I felt more of a relaxed. My legs, you know what happened is when they operate on your legs, you get blood clots around you. So your knees get very stiff. So that's why he said, what do you want to pray for? And I said, for the stiffness to go away, for me to be able to put my legs back together, to be able to touch the ground, which I wasn't able to do. Um, and those are the three things I asked. He said, what about to be perfect again. What about walk perfectly? <laughs> yes, what about that? And I wasn't even thinking about that. So when I held his hand, I felt more of the spirit. So when we're walking, I said to him, no, we can run. said to me, okay, push me in the wheelchair. So I thought, okay, well, this could be one, because first of all, I've got a broken hand, but <laughs> let's go for it. And, and then I did, I pushed him back and forth. that I've had and put in my life, I believe God's placed every single one of them. So I, I thank you, Pastor Theo, for the time that he spent with me, first of all, for what he saw, for the continued prayer, and the continued prayer that I know everybody is holding me in. There's something in group prayer, you know, one or two more gathered in my name, there I am amongst them, 100%, and I need that. Afterwards, we go to the garage, and there was a lady, oldest lady, and she was pumping up a, a tube. So Sean saw it out his window. She, he said, what is that for? Is that for a wheelchair? He said, she has a brand new one. Yeah, you can have it. And then he shared the testimony of me being saved. 
the woman just stood there and she said, were you really here? Really? So I said, do no, really? That's what's my wheelchair. So she said, really? Okay. Okay, so then they got a brand new wheelchair. Um, and I said, oh, no, you should also go to sleep. right here this evening, this morning. Praise God. Let's all stand up for a moment. We want to uh, just take a few minutes, two, three minutes, to pray for the Christians in Ukraine. Two, three minutes to pray for the Christians in Ukraine, okay? Um, and then we're going to let the Holy Spirit move you and have some great miracles in the house, okay? Now, FYI, we received an offering here for the uh, Christians in Ukraine uh, about two or three weeks back. I don't know if you remember that. And if you want to be part of that, you can still just um, send your offering online, make it specifically point out that it's for the Christians in Ukraine. But the church is adding money to that, and we're sending them $10,000 to help them. So thank you for your contribution to the believers. In, in Ukraine, the Christians. And what I'd like to do now is just spend two or three minutes just praying for them. Can we do that? Now, whether you speak in tongues or not, whether you pray in English or Spanish or whatever language, just lift your voice and begin to pray out loud for the Christians in Ukraine. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come together to pray now for the believers in Ukraine. We thank you, Father, for your protection over them. We thank you for providing for them. We thank you for meeting their every need. Thank you for providing water and food and accommodation, protection from this, the cold. And Father, we thank you for protecting their families and the children and bringing them safely out of there if, if that's what they want to come out. We thank you, Father, for guiding them in every way. In Jesus' name, let's just pray. Endromuku blaba sandida bangaya brakushuris. Grinda baramanka blakoko. Lift your hands, lift your voices. Praise God and worship God and pray. Kebla soromoko modi shendaya. Embrananga si kesh. Lokamu bramangaya. Ebre sileshi. Lokamomba. Brekalanandaya kubush. Bledere sike. Manda da mangoku. Ella sidi. Bramba. Brenke, Brosso Lubushi, Biamambaraya, O Komolo Namankida, Emblan Makida Makosoya, Lenga Brasso Kilas, Brekid Nashaya, O Boboshu, Ebehebesen, Blamakaya, Probobokoshi. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. All right, let's give the Lord some praise in the house, family. Now say this I believe, I believe that their needs are met. In the name of Jesus, I add my faith to them. Amen and amen. All right. If there's anybody here this morning and you need surgery today, would you come out right now? If you need surgery, come on out right now.
Praise God, praise God. Is anybody here that needs surgery? Anybody else that needs surgery? What do you need surgery for? The elbow. What happened? You had surgery in Yalba before? Several years ago. Okay. I did not move a nerve out of the wrong way. So each time I bend the elbow, uh -huh. the nerve jumps over the wall. Okay, so. Okay, fine. So you got scheduled surgery on Friday. And the power went out. And the power went out. So now you didn't go. I didn't go. Okay. But now you had surgery in your arm, okay, and now you need to go back. You had several years ago. Yes. You may sit down. So you had surgery several years ago. You yes. need to go back. Okay. Come with me, baby. Give me your hand. Somebody's standing behind you. If you fall down, they'll catch you. I'm going to release the healing power of God to flow through your body right now. You ready? You're going to feel that warm heat flow through you. Okay? So I receive it. The healing power of God, right now, to flow into my body, in Jesus' name. There it is. It's flowing into you right now. That's right. That's the healing power of God flowing into you right now. Feel that warm heat? God's healing that arm. There it is. God's healing your hand right now. Thank you, Jesus. Now just lie down there until anointing lifts. All right, anybody that needs prayer, come on out here quickly. Hey, Doc. You got a hernia? All right. Two hernias. Going to go right now. Who else has got a hernia here this morning? Anybody else got a hernia? Come on up, Mike. Come on. All those got hernias, wave at me. I just sense this. You got a hernia? Come on up. Come on out. Move these chairs out the way for a second. All right. All those are hernia. Stand right here. Stand right here. Now, hernia is a torn muscle, right? That's no joke. But the Lord's the healer of hernias. All those are stand here. All right. You got a hernia? No. Okay, fine. All right, so we're going to pray for you. The power of God is going to go through your body right now. Say this, I receive, I receive healing, healing for this hernia. It's not my hernia. For this hernia. It's not my hernia. For this hernia. No, not my hernia. So I receive healing for this hernia. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, the power of God is going to flow through my body right now. And that hernia is disappearing all the pain's going right now here it comes in the name of Jesus power of God is flowing through you right now thank you Jesus amen alright just relax now here you are you're getting hot praise God the power of God is getting hot all the way through your body right in that area there it is mm. praise you Lord it's done, brother. You can just keep quiet now. All right. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you already received. <laughs> yeah, we already received. Push real hard. 
push real hard. Huh? Good. All right. You ready? So I receive. Power God's flowing through you right now, Mike. There it is. That area is getting hot right now. That hernia is melting away. All the pain's leaving right now. There it is. It's gone. Push real hard. Push hard. So what did Jesus do for you? He healed it. <laughs> All right. Go and rejoice, Mike. Father, we release the healing power of God through Pastor Nell's body. All right, say this. Now I receive. There it is. The heat is flowing through your body. It's getting hot right now. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. When you get up, I want you to testify. I want you to push real hard in that stomach when you get up, okay? Boy, you got a hernia? Okay, give me your hands. Put your hands on. All right, Father, we release the healing power of God to flow through our brother right now. There it is, getting hot. Feel that? Yes. All right, it's getting hot. That pain is melting away. That hernia is disappearing right now. Just that simple. It's gone. You're healed. Push real hard. No pain. You got a hernia? All right. Give me a hand. So I receive the healing power of God flow through me right now. There it is. That healing anointing. There it is. Praise God. That hernia is melting away. All the pain's gone. Push real hard. Real hard. No more pain. Go and rejoice. What did you come for? Standing in the gap. For your former husband. Okay, he's in the hospital. Rehab. Okay. All right. What's his name? Pat. We take authority over this condition in Pat's life. In the name of Jesus, we bind you, devil. Release him from this bondage right now. Amen. Dr. Peter. The power of God is flowing through your body today, completely healing you, strengthening you from head to toe. It's already flowing. So I receive. There it is. God's healing you right now. That heat's flowing through your body, strengthening you, healing you, restoring you to full health. In the name of Jesus. There it is. You've got it. It's done. Praise God, it's done. All right. Anybody else need prayer? You're welcome. Come up quickly. Otherwise, we close the service. Anybody else need prayer? Is there somebody here playing, praying for somebody who has a cleft palate? Is there somebody praying for somebody who has a cleft palate? What do you come for? I come to uh, get prayers to make myself a better man. 
to make yourself a better man for your family and yourself. All right, then. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for granting his request. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. And you came for? Oh, come and stand with him. You're a pastor. Okay. Praise God. All right. Is there somebody praying for somebody who has a real cleft palate? A baby. Is there somebody praying for a baby who has a cleft palate? Just recently born. All right. If you are watching online and you prayed for your baby that has a cleft palate, God's healing your child right now. God's healing your child right now. And I would like you, please, to let us know about this miracle. And we'll tell everybody. God bless you. You broke your hip. Sit in a chair. I like two chairs down there. You broke your hip a year ago, and you got problems. You need, you need, you have had. You had a replacement. You got metal in your body. Take a seat in one of those chairs. So, all right. So, God's going to heal your hip right now. So, straight in the chair, back. You in a lot of pain right now? Okay. Now, I know that's painful, but just look down here. Can you see one leg's about an inch short, uh, uh, longer than the other one? Look where the heels are touching. Can you see that this one is shorter than this one? This one is longer. Can you see that? Can you look up at the screen? Look over there on the, t on the screen. Can you see that? Now, when you say, thank you, Jesus, the short leg's going to grow out. Ah, uh, there it comes. Look at the TV. Look at the TV. Is that the same? Yes. Okay, now... <clears throat> The power that lengthens your leg is going up your body into your hip. It's getting hot right now. Feel that hot heat in your hip? There it is. The pain's melting away. There it is. Say thank you, Jesus. The pain is melting away. Yes, it is. All right. And you are completely healed. Your hip is fine. Perfect. You don't need any more surgeries. Get up on your feet and walk for me. Walk. Anyway, don't run away though. Come back here. Come back now. Microphone. Thank you, Pastor Luke. Now, won't you please tell us what Jesus did for you? I'm healed. Completely healed. Completely healed. Amen. Praise yes. God. Praise yes. God. Amen. All right. Every head bowed, please. Every eye closed. Now, remember, go talk about the miracles. Go tell your friends, neighbors, and enemies. All right. About the miracles. Please talk about it. Bring people in prayer. If you bring serious cases here, we'll have serious miracles. Do we understand that, family? Say that if I bring serious cases... We're going to have serious miracles. Now, these were good miracles, but I mean, we can have greater miracles. 
We're not despising anything God does, but we can have greater miracles. Do you understand that? All right.